Hello, friends. Konnichiwa, and welcome to Banter Podcast. This podcast is a conversational experience that starts off with your usual buffoonery, if you will, and then we let it organically grow into something deeper and much more meaningful. You know, we get to challenge each other's insights and perspectives, share stories, all that good stuff. So lock it up, let your hair down, and get your beaks wet, because we're going places. Poof. We see stab videos and they're always walking around with it not knowing so like all the uh where the adrenaline? Fuck do you watch stab videos yeah and just, hey what are you doing Lively. man just watching some stab videos <laughs> mark's been sending us some fucked up shit today yeah in the group like what do you <laughs> follow one time I, what did he send us again? it's like his first impression i gotta say i don't follow any like meme pages and shit like that on my instagram it's probably a good thing why not uh, it's just dumb shit. Like, I feel like it makes you dumber if you watch that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Even though I like to see it sometimes when my friends send it yeah. to me, but I just follow, like, a few inspirational people and mostly just Oprah. friends. Yeah. Oprah. <laughs> it's mostly with, with girls. They'll post just, like, selfies, like a, like a boomerang of them just, like, moving their face. I'm like, what is this? Like, what's wrong with you? Or they'll just, like... Singing, singing is a big thing. If oh, you're Jesus. singing in the camera and you're not a good singer, but you think you're good, oh gosh, that's I, yeah, a thing. I, I can't, know. I can't watch. That's like an instant unfollow. It's I cringe. Like it's weird. It's Especially cringe. when yeah, you know someone, even if they're not bad of a singer, but they sing so hard when you're around, hmm. it's almost kind of like that weird tension where you're like, you either <clears> have to give them a compliment or you just either have to walk away. But it's just weird. Ninety nine percent of them are not good. Yeah. I remember I, I worked at a restaurant and there was like three or four people that were like singers full-time and part-time waiters or whatever and they were trying to make it big yeah and they were decent singers but they would sing so hard like when we were doing roll-ups or like end of the night just what's no a roll-up so like when you're rolling like the cutlery into the napkins just to oh. prep to set up the tables and whatever it's like a side shop duty. talk yeah shop talk no but we would like they'd be singing their hearts out and I'd be like like kind of what, embarrassed yeah like what's the weird. what's the objective there like are they fishing for compliments are they I don't know are they just practicing are like, they so into their shit that it's like they don't you, they block you out and they're just really practicing I think it's a little bit of all of that because like they're singing hard like they know they're not being filmed or documented but maybe they want compliments or maybe they feel like they're being filmed because you're all watching them and like, yeah I don't know are they yeah I think they want the compliments or they want the feedback but that's only a, good feedback so that's a weird thing I don't understand There's some people who some can like do stuff like that yeah. like the people it's almost like I don't know if it's the same category like people who are cool with just like doing stuff by themselves mm. like introverts like, yeah mm. I'm kind of like that yeah you go to the movies by yourself I would dude I did that I would yeah uh, four or five months ago for the first time was it just like one that you was a Dragon Ball what? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get anyone else to go. Homegirl. No, homegirl. I took a homegirl. With That's cool. That. Oh, wait, took so you one by yourself. Not for that. No, not for what oh. I just said. But not for I picked movie I like said. I picked like the most deep movie. I I didn't. I wasn't aware it was that deep until yeah. I fucking I was there. People were like crying all around me and shit. Mm. Like holy fuck, this is this just enhanced the experience and made it way more memorable it was uh, a movie Nate's called laughing. Waves like oh this is supposed Bro, to be sad this movie called Waves uh, produced by A24 and it was fucking heavy 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 I don't even I can't even really describe like it's like an indie movie like what's an indie movie yeah. and it's uh, about this um, son 
It's like it starts the whole family dynamic. The father's like a construction guy, is really hard on his son, mm-hmm. student athlete, and um, he gets just gets propelled to like your whole life. Like you're you're going to become an athlete as a career and mm-hmm. all that. Spoiler shit. alert, people. Uh-huh. Nah, I'm, I'm specifically not giving any spoilers, <laughs> but um, it gets to the point where he he just comes to like this crossroads, and mm-hmm. then all this crazy shit happens and it starts affecting all these other people's lives and it just it's a trail of different stories that all seamlessly come back together it's fucking really intense so I recommend it anybody to watch that movie it's fucking really intense and you went by yourself this was the only time you went by yourself and this was the one time I went by myself I feel like yeah if it's one you really want to see like I've never done it but but then there are just people who just go all the time by themselves and just like they're cool with like eating by themselves, yeah. and I, that's me, man. I yeah. like. I, I, wanted, I, I that's make it a ritual thing. to eat by my, like dine, like literally go sit down and dine in service by myself. I respect at least that. twice that's, a month. That's oh, that's cool. I still I still want to do it. It was it's, right before yeah. COVID. I was trying to go to one of my favorite restaurants, South Ossington, and like they just do takeout now. So I'm like, fuck. So that's mm. different, man. Because there's a lot. Like it, it's it's not like you're you're better if you do it. But I mean, it that's kind of suits your personality. Yeah, I didn't always do that, but yeah. just I don't know different stages of life sometimes. I just want the experience. Now it'll ab- change every time too. What about like going and sitting at a bar? Yeah, I've done that too. Really? Yeah. But like not here, here. Yeah, I've done that in Toronto. I've done it because I like I'm thinking places. vacation. Yeah, for sure. But here, yeah, yeah, I've done it here in Toronto. Like after work, I'm like I'm just gonna have a beer and I like posted up, sat at bars. Uh, when it was busy and I just pulled up a seat by myself and mm-hmm. just chilled out. It's like every movie, man. That's how like, yeah. I meet the chick. It, it was movie. weird at first. It was weird at first, just but then after, I'm, I'm like, I just don't even care anymore. And if people want to talk to me, that's fine. I, I'm usually there to not talk. Mm-hmm. I want the ambiance, but, you know, depending on my mood. Like, if I don't feel like talking, I'll either just be clear and like, hey, I'm just chilling out, mm-hmm. doing my own thing tonight, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I meet someone with a cool energy, then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is, but yeah. What are like the, what's the ratio of like weird people that approach you versus like meeting somebody cool? Uh, every time I've gone to drink by myself at a bar, yeah. Um, no, people usually let you do your own thing. Like the bartender will, you know, a, a bartender's job is to learn how to kind of read their clientele, mm-hmm. and like if you're just chilling, doing your own thing. I'm like not even on my phone either. I can just, I don't even know what I do. I just kind of like sit with myself and then they kind of read into that you know if they make small talk and you're and you don't perpetuate the conversation then usually for the most part they know mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah it's not even because i'm down i'm just sometimes it's like i need uh i want to go to a social environment and i just don't feel like being that social i just want to blend in a little bit sometimes yeah it's interesting but, when you travel and do it that's where you meet some really interesting people yeah oh traveling you meet like really interesting people sometimes they'll stay in your life whether it be like a social media extension or you'll end up meeting up with them you'll make it you, you end up making the relationship kind of work out throughout time like you mm-hmm. you make an effort to visit them when you're in a different country just mm-hmm. you know based on energy and conversational experience but yeah. Def- definitely easier to do it when you're on like when you're traveling mm-hmm. that's a different thing but here i feel like i'd be sitting at the bar and some asshole would be judging me like why the fuck's this guy here by himself? No, but why you? Who stood him up? <laughs> why are you worried about him judging you though? Him, her, I don't know. No. 
Well, yeah. that's I think it's because I would I would be judging the person I see. I think that's the general like thought too. Like you know when they when someone says, you know, would you go by to go to a bar by yourself? That to me is not even foreign at all. But at one point it was, but then maybe that's what they're a little bit tentative to do because it's weird, right? Like you usually think you're supposed to be social at a bar, mm. uh, but then when you become a little bit more. For me, at least, this is my experience. When I started to become more selfish with my time, and it's selfish in a way that's not like toxic or anything. I'm just kind of like I know what I want, and I'm like I'm not afraid if people are like judging me. Mm-hmm. If they are, I don't care. If they're not, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just need my alone time. But I still want to be able to drink and sit somewhere and hear exterior noises. Maybe I want to get inspired. Yeah, I just go and just like maybe sketch or draw or write something in a, in a book. I try to like avoid my phone too. Because mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of a cop out, but inspiration. That's interesting you say that because I think a lot of the times we go places through like how we're conditioned through social norms, um, and we're subconsciously distracted by our environment or who we're with. Yeah, definitely. So we don't observe a lot of our surroundings. I think going alone to like a bar or a restaurant, you pick up on certain things and appreciate people other. watch. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like a self test to be like, how judgmental am I? And like, I think everyone's judgmental to a point where it's healthy because you have to know what you stand for and what you, what you believe in, what you don't believe in. Mm-hmm. And then for you to like kind of have that dialogue in your, with yourself in your own head. But then that shit takes practice too, right? So sometimes like I go to a bar and some like annoying bitch is, you know, beside me yelling and just dying for attention. But I'm like, it's easy to be like, okay, you know, fuck this chick. She's annoying, whatever. She's a piece of shit or whatever. You know, like those mm-hmm. toxic, really, you know, those young, like really hateful you know thoughts but then at one point I'm like I don't care you know like maybe she's young maybe she's going through other shit it doesn't matter I'm not even I'm gonna I'm not even gonna worry about it yeah it's a level you of know? growth or maturity I was watching Mark Groves earlier I think I sent you the yeah. video and it was this topic around I don't want to derail from what we're talking about but it was something around um, this the girl was asking why her boyfriend follows all these like <laughs> yoga and fitspo chicks <laughs> on Instagram yeah and he's like dude one, yeah. 22-year-old me would be like, 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 follow, follow, all that. But now mm-hmm. that I've, I've grown, I've, I've matured, Shit's not dumb. on that 22-year-old thing anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't really follow those accounts. I don't really pay. I don't give it the attention or the energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think um, like, going solo, like, solo travel or, like, even going to a bar, that's a level of, like, growth and confidence that you accumulate over time, mm-hmm. I yeah. think. And it's it, you're kind of open to an experience of meeting someone more interesting than the people that's around that you've been around for a little while. So if it's always the same routine, it's always like, and that's fine too. But it's only up to you to want to kind of um, have that growth on yourself, right? Like sometimes you just know inside without even thinking about it. It's instinctive for you to be like, I need something different without you even saying those words in your mind. Yeah. So you, it, whether it be like I feel, I don't know why, but I feel like going out by myself for some reason tonight. It might happen one day. You're like, I just want to do go do something by myself. I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to talk to anyone. But if it happens, it happens. And then every time I go out, like for instance, there's a bar that I go to on Friday nights or pre-COVID, obviously, but it's down the street from my place, and they play old music. It's called the Senator Senator upstairs, and I'm spoiling my spot because everyone always asks. Bro, I'm like, I'm I don't want people to. Yeah, I don't want to bastardize this spot because it's low key, very intimate, and it's all old music, like old people i'm always the youngest person in there by like 20 years damn and i go in there on friday nights pretty okay like you know pretty often and just 
do my own thing. Sometimes Jenna will come with me, but like most of the time it's me, just that's my night. And I just go and have some scotch, beer, sometimes I'll order food, and then I just listen to music. Mm-hmm. And then I'll end up talking to a bunch of old old dudes and old like women that are just, and we just have, you know, I don't know, it's pretty chill. It's like a change of scenery, right? We're not talking about like the normal things that I would normally mm-hmm. talk about with mm-hmm. younger people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it explores range. So mm-hmm. I suggested, gentlemen, one day. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. It's a true test, self test. But hey, Tone, do you have any uh, spots in the city that you fuck with that you're regular at? Mm, none like what he was saying. <laughs> Mine, I like, I like to go. Yeah, you know, I'm still single, so I like to do the live thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where would I go? Where do I go? I mean, Black Dice, because it's close by. I like. I really like to sit at that bar. I'm dying Actually, you know what? That would be a bar I'd go by myself. Yeah. Dude, fuck if, if, if you go. I had to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the inside's not open right now, but mm. I like to sit at that spot. Um, yeah, I'm kind of newer to the West, but I know I used to go to, like, the three-speed patio was kind of cool. Uh, I know I'm missing a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, Tone's an all-around guy, though. We haven't even really given him a proper intro because we just started getting our beaks <laughs> wet and letting our hair down. He's a well-rounded man. So if you guys don't know, you're about to know. We have our friend Tone, a.k.a. Tone Bag, a.k.a. Hello. Tone Bagger. Antonio. <laughs> Antonio. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Yeah, I just uh, I just made that up on the spot, but I mean, I feel like you can flow with it. Yeah, I I just hit a certain age and people just started calling me Tony. It was weird. Tony. Yeah, I was Anthony for the longest time, and then all of a sudden, just you're Tony now. Were you a made guy? Uh, yeah, I think that yeah, was. I guess. Yeah, that's what happened. I became yeah. a man. Yeah. yeah. What what age was that? Uh, I want to say it happened around like. It was high school for sure. Okay. Probably like 16. I probably got my license. And they're like, you're Tony. Driving around. What was your first car? Uh, it was a hand-me-down uh, that I played off like it wasn't a hand-me-down. You know what I mean? It was oh, yeah. a oh, yeah. kind of embarrassing. But it was a Yukon Denali. It was a sick truck. It's a fucking sick truck. <laughs> <thing. laughs> I like wanted one of those when I those used to have cornrows because it was a thugged-out vehicle. Yeah. Uh, I ended up putting 24s on it. Hell yeah. I put, you know, the 12-inch subs in the back. Like, you know, Jeez. grew up in fucking out there. That's what you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, blasted that thing on fucking level 50 everywhere I went. You can't drive around and not have <laughs> yeah. the music full blast. Yeah. Especially in a Denali. teeth are chattering and shit. Yeah. For sure, I've lost hearing. I know, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you had someone in there with a glass eye, then glass eye would have <laughs> fell out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my friends were like into the competitions and shit, so I'd yeah, like yeah. get tips and stuff from them. Oh, and then import fest and shit. Yeah, like uh, that, but also like I mean, sound competitions. Oh yeah, yeah. My friend like used to bust out the rear windshield in his car when he go to the competition. Like that's oh, yeah. fucked. <laughs> like, Same, how yeah. loud is that, man? Yeah, the bass is wild. But Who taught uh, you a lot like about cars. And, like, uh, I had like a couple friends and like my cousins growing up who were all older than me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd look up to them and be like, oh, he, he likes this shit, this shit's cool. Yeah. And then I'd be driven and, like, I'd look into it. And then, <clears throat> yeah, like, as I grew older, I just, like, when I was old enough to get my own or whatever, 
I knew so much before I even seen one or touched one. You know yeah. what I mean? That's amazing. So uh, yeah, I think through like my cousins, through friends, uh, and then I came at the end like, okay, I got one. Now mm. I know so much. And yeah, the car thing's like a community too. You meet so many people, and then they come help you. And there's also like the online forums mm-hmm. where you learn so much. Yeah. Like the one, the first car was the drift car that I got. Mm. Uh, that's where I learned the most. Um, I had a 350Z before that, but this car I actually bought. I completely stripped, literally just down to the metal frame. Like it was so light that. My dad was on one end, I was on the other end, and you could pick it up. Like, that's how we stripped it completely. That's crazy. So, that's where I learned the most. There was a lot of, like, days just, like, I'd get stuck and I'd have to go online and just search people who also had that problem. And, uh, you know, they figured it out and they posted it online, which is sick because you couldn't do that back in the day. Mm -hmm. That's a newer thing. Yeah. Yeah, forums are amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so resourceful. Yeah, what's crazy is like they've lasted the test of time, even with YouTube. Yeah, you get all these assholes that have five minute intros and they're talking about oh, Martha Stewart and shit. And you're some like, dude, I just want to just get to the fucking shit. point, man. Yeah. Exactly. That oh, that's a good point. I remember I, when I watched some of those like how to videos. I'm like, why? I can make yeah. this video in half the time. Yeah. People will watch it more because they're not. They don't want to hear your bullshit. Like. Hey guys, like what we're gonna do today, like all this dumb shit. Just okay, we we're here for one thing. Just show me how to change this fucking. Yeah, they purposely pad. elongate the video so they yeah. get more uh, viewing time for ads. And shit. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's you nailed the that. voice though. Hey guys, I, uh, my wife's getting back by some other guy, so I had some time. Yeah, um, but also with the forums, there's a lot of people that talk shit on there that don't have the experience. They just like yeah. to. You know, people, they just like to talk. Everyone wants to be heard. Yeah. So they'll chime in. Meanwhile, they've never even experienced it. And yeah. So you got to be careful with forums. Like, yeah. you got to you gotta know what to look for. And mm-hmm. shit. But, yeah, I learned the most off of just getting the thing and tackling it. Like, I was already, not to toot my own horn, but, like, skilled in working with tools and stuff because of my job and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so just getting in, like, actually experience it firsthand that's yeah. where i learned the most just diving in yeah and your company your um it's like a family company right like, yeah yeah now it's mine but um nice. it was my grandfather's for like the longest time he's had it for like i think it was 40 years mm. or something and then yeah over time he just like trained me i went and worked for like other companies doing other types of stuff for different experience I got sick of it, then I went and tried to get into like the car stuff, try to like make my hobbies my job, like you know, every kid mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. And that wasn't a thing. I found like it was just kinda ruining it for me, taking the fun out of it. It's and point, yeah. also I wasn't making money and the job I had was giving me a shitload of money to do those hobbies. So yeah, I went back to that and fast forward about a year ago I took over the company and now I'm just working for myself. Oh so yeah. Pretty sweet. Man. That's actually a good point because a lot there's a lot of stuff going on and going around about how you can monetize your passion and mm. you can, you know, if you love your job, you don't ever have to work a day in your life. And I think like that's kind of hit and miss. You just never like sometimes that could be the case, but work I, is work, man. Yeah, that work is work. It's that's a good point. At the end of the day, like everyone, you know, of course the grass is greener like, but at the end of the day, you're going to 
you're gonna f- have trouble. You know what I mean? It's not always love. Like, mm. don't be blinded by that shit. Yeah. There's you're always really- the unsexy parts of sorry. Man. There's always the unsexy parts of jobs, even if it's like a glamorous job or a oh, job yeah. that you've always wanted. A lot of the times, almost all the time, it's not meant or it's not actually what you thought it would be. Yeah, you see the five minutes of the thousand hours exactly mm-hmm. into it. Were you always uh, like your family? Were they always tradesmen? Were you always around that? Uh, yeah. My so my grandfather, my uncles, and then me. But my dad wasn't. This guy couldn't work tools for the life of him. Like, <laughs> Which is weird, because I don't know. I must have got it from my mom or something, because yeah. she's pretty handy. Yeah. Uh, he had a restaurant growing up. That was actually the first job I ever had when I was, like, in grade grade six. Holy shit. I remember. European family, like, weekends. I, I remember, like, crying, like, running. Was I crying? Grade six? No, no, I wasn't crying. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> crying low-key. <laughs> Jamie cut that out. Yeah. I like I, they wake me up Saturday morning and be like you're coming to work t- like to do dishes I'm like it's the weekend man like I just finished school I'm not trying to come to work Tommy Tompkins is down the street yeah, yeah. so they Carly's forced me there on a skateboard <laughs> my dad actually dragged me out of the house screaming until oh, like I guess he got me to go like the first time I, w- I went and I never went back because I put up such a fight and then like after I guess a month or two they got me back in there mm. I saw I was making money and like grade 6 and 7 you're making money all the other kids are doing paper routes and shit, oh, yeah. shit. so I was coming to school like fucking buying lunch like you know like I had money it was crazy so yeah. buying, buying Pokemon cards. cards and shit oh, like yeah. yeah I had to steal my Pokemon cards yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Shit. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, no. <laughs> We did dumb shit as kids. But, yeah. Uh, it was nice. It taught me taught me a lot. But also, I hated the fact that, like, my family kept, like, not handing it to me. Like, they, all, they made me work for it. But, like, as I got older, like, with the plumbing thing, they're like, okay, well, if you're not going to school, you're going to be a, you're going to come work. Yeah. And I, I wish I kind of had that independence where, like, I had to go out and find my own type of thing. Where it was, yeah. like, it was there for me, so it was easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think every kid needs to experience that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, to have them handed it to them, it's, nah. yeah. They need that experience, for sure. As Same with moving out of your house. I think that's important, too. Mm-hmm. You got to get away from your parents, Absolutely. man. If you're going to learn true. anything in life... You gotta get the fuck away from your parents. Yeah, you gotta leave the nest. Yeah. You got these people in Mercedes C classes running around, they still live at home. They're like mid yeah. 30s. And it's unattractive. You gain it's confidence and shit when you're by yourself. and Yeah, and you get brave too. Like you, you're apt to learning how mm-hmm. life works and mm-hmm. learning. You start to get a little bit more um, kind of ready to fail at some shit. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you learn, you make your own mistakes. That's how you learn. Like I'm stubborn as hell, so. Even though they tried to teach me a lot of shit, I know most of the stuff I learned was by myself on my own. Like, the car stuff, the motorcycle stuff, like, they didn't teach me that shit. Like, yeah. just, I don't know, whatever. Who, uh, who influenced, like, where do you think you get your stubbornness from? Uh, Probably definitely my dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's stubborn. Greeks, oh, they're stubborn-ass Greek. people. Italians, too, they're stubborn as hell. Well, you're Italian-Greek, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought you were... Well, your last name is... That's how you pronounce your last name. We never introduced his full name, man. Yeah, we just got right into it. Anthony Michael Vonditianos. Vonditianos.
Say, that sounds like a nice fragrance. Say that, ladies. Say, say his name. Some patchouli in that. Ten times fast. Say his name. <laughs> Run your fingers through your hair when you say his name. And he'll say his name five times in the mirror and he'll appear behind you. <laughs> handyman. The hand, so, the the handyman. So <laughs> say my name twice. I'm already there by the already second stroking. It hurts to laugh that hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, do people know so that you sure. have a... A broken collarbone? No, no, we haven't mentioned it. Enter update right now. My guy goes mountain biking one time and breaks his collarbone. Yeah, yeah. first time mountain biking ever, and it's uh, the last three minutes of the run, I ended up smashing my collarbone and fucking my leg up. But whatever, it was worth it. Super fun. The yeah, first time still... and not the last time. No, definitely not. No. But uh, I'm just ready to to get on the road to recovery, yeah, so I can ride bikes with you guys again. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Boys, gang, gang, lane makers, but yeah, Greek, Italian, yeah. What was that like? Like, uh, well, you know, big family, mm-hmm. loud ass family, good food. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, I had the chance to learn the languages, but I didn't because okay. I was a kid. Yeah. And when my parents were like, "Do you want to go to Greek school or Italian school?" I was like, two schools? <laughs> Fuck that. I hate school. I'm not Fuck going to another school. What? Yeah. After the other school? No way. So that's obviously a regret. Yeah. I did learn uh, Greek by going to... Actually, so my dad's from Cyprus, which is a separate country than Greece. Yeah. It's an island below Turkey. Cipriani. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cipriani. Okay. Cipriani. <laughs> Uh, so I visited there like I think I've been there like eight times maybe maybe less maybe six times since uh, I was a kid my grandparents took me there when I was little wow. and every time you go you pick up more and more it's like that so wow. I like right now I can understand a decent amount Italian mm, I've only been there once and it was by myself and just traveling uh, I, kn- I knew a little bit but mm. not enough to get by at all yeah. So you you've traveled a lot in life. What do you think in, um, sparked that inspiration to travel that much? Do you think that was some of that came from when you were traveling with family back in the day? That's a good question. What the fuck sparked that? Um, I just remember I was supposed to do a trip with Sheldon, so that that was like the first the first big trip. Like we were gonna go for like seven months or something. And then, uh, you know, you got a girlfriend and then, you know, that kind of happened. So it, it kind of fell apart and, uh, yeah, I ended up going by myself, but I don't know what sparked the whole thing. I think we just had a chance because like our rent was up, we were roommates and like, we were just like, let's just go travel. Fuck it. We're, We're young. We've never really done it before. Like I've done vacations, but I never really traveled. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, I was getting over the drifting thing. Like, I had been doing that for four years. It took all my money. Like, it was ridiculous. And, uh, man, I really want to know why. (laughs) Like, I can't remember what possessed me to sell. I sold all my shit. Like, my drift car, my truck, uh, like, all the extra wheels, like, tools. Uh, And that's what funded the whole thing, Hmm. actually. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's definitely something everyone needs to do. It opened my eyes for sure. Like, I don't want to be corny as hell and be like, oh, it changed me. It didn't change me, but it just saw that it made me see, like, the world is way bigger than me. Totally. Mm. Yeah, I get And, like, that. I was spending my money, sorry, I was spending my money on, like, cars and bullshit like that. Yeah. And now that I'm, when I came back, I was like, that shit's, 
I love it. It's super fun. I miss it, but it's dumb as hell yeah. to spend all your money on uh, stuff like that. Like, I know people are into it. I don't mm. want to sound disrespectful or whatever, but yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Like, it's like it enhanced your perspective. Yeah, it's like it's just so much bigger. There's so much cool shit out there, like to go see. Like I'm dying to go again now, yeah. and ever since then, I I try to go at least for one month a year. Like get a good, good little vacation. I guess traveling traveling is different. Traveling's you're uncomfortable, you're seeing new places, and you're just like winging it. Mm. And vacation is like, okay, you've been to that place before, or you know what it is, and you're just relaxing and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. What places have you seen? Uh, well, that one particular trip, that was like I took a motorcycle from Cyprus to Greece to Italy, to south of France, Spain, back to France, through Belgium, and then Amsterdam. That was <coughs> I made that last like two months and that was fucking so sick. Like it's uh, a movie. Is a is a memory. Yeah, yeah. People like message me like, yo, how are you doing this? Like, you know, because I'm posting stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And uh oh you need to do a, a vlog and like all this shit. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like this is I'm just taking it in, like having fun. Yeah. Met so many people uh that I still talk to some of them today. After that I sold the bike in Amsterdam. I flew to Bali that place was awesome so this was like i think this was like four or five years ago now Mm -hmm. and then did the thailand thing i loved bali so much i went back and then i went and visited sheldon in australia uh so yeah did that some people i met on the trip were from switzerland i visited them a couple years ago switzerland is a fucking nice place yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. expensive one of the most expensive places i've ever been aside from hawaii like uh, Switzerland's expensive. But Why is it so expensive? It's the chocolate, man. Oh, Yo, they love. That's a thing. They love chocolate. sweets and shit, man. <laughs> the like, Alps, yeah. When they want a snack, they bust out like chocolate. I'm like, ah, this is not gonna fill me like up. Like, High end chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Swiss, yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah I don't know. Cool. That's just some uh, some place I've been. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to go to Brazil. I'm dying to go to Brazil. I don't know what it's like there right now with everything going on. Mm-hmm. I know they got hit pretty hard. Any particular area in Brazil? I have a friend, again, that I met uh, traveling. I met him in uh, Spain, Barcelona. Uh, Just a cool guy. He was, like, a year or two older than me. And uh, we were both into skateboarding. We're we're like, yo, I met him in the hostel. And just also hostels are sick when you're traveling alone. Mm -hmm. Great way to meet people. Totally, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we ended up going to, like, all these skate spots. Uh... We spent, I think, a week and a half together skateboarding, just, like, met other people going to bars. So, yeah, we were friends, whatever. He went back to Sao Paulo, and uh, that's where I would go first because I got that connect. He surfs, too, which I like to do, so, like, Mm. that's a link. And, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. That's where I would start. I'd like to see other spots, obviously. Mm. I think the culture there is probably super sick. It looks so cool, yeah. It looks so cool. I have some friends that spent some um, time in Brazil, and they said it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I have this one friend, Lisa. Again, met her traveling. Uh, she's from uh, Amsterdam. And she told me when I was uh, going to Bali the first time, she's like, I know you. She's like, you're going to love this place. She said the exact same thing about Brazil. So, Because oh, wow. she's been there. She's been to both yeah. places yeah. before I've been. So Certified. it must be good. If she said it, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Exactly. Man, yeah, that's a lot of spots. There's a, like been to, I've yeah. been to a bunch of other spots too, like obviously the states and Caribbean, 
Yo, is it Caribbean or Caribbean? I don't know, man. I I oh. feel like either is it, way. Is it plantain or plantain? <laughs> yeah. Is that Caribbean it? Okay. Or Caribbean? I think Caribbean's okay. like the Western way to see it. The Western way to say it. Yeah. But I think it's Caribbean. I I feel like I, I, I think it's Caribbean, Caribbean too. Yeah. I mean, Carib- I don't I don't know. For instance, but <laughs> fuck. I assume. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what about? Okay. Let's let's kind of tell the fine people listening about Tone's other shit that he's got going on because he's got a lot going on and that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. we were like yo we should get Tone on Yo, he's like, are we talking about me too much? Or is he's, it? <laughs> he's a renaissance man you know uh, snowboarding that's how I met him I met him maybe yes. 10 years ago I don't know something like that 9 years ago 8 years ago did we meet at Keg Cup? it was like yeah so it was Ski Cup which is Ski very Cup. much like shit. Keg Cup but basically like a big industry that like was... you know hospitality industry party random yeah and I knew him through my cousin, and he grew up with my cousin, my cousin Mike, and then we all went snowboarding, and then Terrible I... Terrible influence, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we ended up just snowboarding, and then Tom was chill, and I was like, yeah, this guy's so good at snowboarding, and he's fucking chill, so let's go party. So we all party that one night and whatever, but... And then, randomly, I think... I don't know what happened, but I think we had each other on social media, Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I went to a couple of your parties. Yeah. He used to throw crazy parties out, like, near my... Like, in... Where was it, Gormley? Oh, in the sticks. In the sticks. Uh, like yeah, Stowville? it was. It was considered Stowville. It was really close to Aurora. Yeah, so it was like 30, 40 minutes north of downtown Toronto. I, but uh, I love how that shit goes. Not to cut you off, but like yeah. how it goes full circle. Like we met it randomly. Does, dude, we yeah. didn't talk that much, but we were cool. And like now we're just sitting on a couch having beers, like talking <laughs> yeah. about and, random shit. Well, well, you know, even to build off that, it's like okay, you became like really good friends with Sheldon, like mm. so close that you guys were roommates and travel buddies. Yeah. And I knew Sheldon through getting haircuts at some point, like, and I didn't know you guys knew each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the weird thing is that you guys You're were fresh. best friends, and then yeah, I would get haircuts through yeah. Sheldon. Yeah, that's like, weird. It's and how then, I knew Sheldon too. And then I became friends with Sheldon, and then I saw like we would run into you guys at like concerts or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'd run into. <laughs> I think uh, what was that? Fifi. Uh, Fifi. Fifi. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, Bauer. Bauer. Yeah. And who was the DJ yeah, there? Just there was, Blaze. Just, just Blaze. Blaze. That's <laughs> mostly what I went for. Just Blaze. And oh, Omar man, links. There's an Omar links. I have all the too. videos of that. That was fun. Actually, that's who we went with. Omar uh, Links, yeah. No, no, he didn't come. Uh, Zed's, Zed's dead. Zed's dead, yeah. Zed? Took us there in like a Uber Black, which I didn't know. Ex- I didn't know what yeah, it was. Uber right. just came out, Rich. and these guys took us to like the. Do you call it the green room? I don't know the basement yeah, where yeah. all the artists are and yeah. shit. And uh, it was fucking sick. I brought my one friend down from Barry because he like loved these guys, and mm. so he was in heaven. Like he's nice. new to the city, so he's like, "Holy shit, we're like VIP." That's yeah. how you do it, man. And uh, he's. He's doing drugs with them and shit, and like he's having the time of his life, like snoring lines with the artists. I don't yeah. want to name any names, but <laughs> and then yeah, that was fucking sick. It's funny, some random shit when that happens, like those random times, you know, you yeah. get in and you don't expect to, and yeah, those, those are the are best fun. nights because you'll remember them forever, mm-hmm. and they don't happen that often, nor they should. <clears throat> but like, yeah, those are crazy nights. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so snowboarding, skateboarding, this guy skateboards, he's a good skateboarder too. What else does he do? He's got a sick new bike, new know. new track bike. Collectors, sneakers, uh, some Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I don't know. We, we got a dabble. Oh, he's, he's good at art, man. He's a DJ, and he's graffiti. also good at graffiti. Fucking multi-talented fucker. So ladies, say, your, say his name five more <laughs> times in the mirror. <laughs> Bust open the robe if it's you so have creepy. to. 
hey, uh, yeah, I just appeared in a mirror right behind you. <laughs> so are you on the dating scene right now? Is that what's happening? Mm. Such a man of many hobbies and skills and talents. How do you find, like, dating? Like, do you feel like there's an abundance of women just kind of, like, heading your way? Or is it like you're, you're getting more picky as you get older? Or there's, there could be a bunch of different things. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Because I've been single for a while. Like, I've dated a few on and off here and there. A couple month flings. But, like, nothing nothing really serious. Where I've actually, like, got to know the person really, really well. Um, I think maybe I'm too quick to write people off. I don't know why. Maybe I just know what I like. Mm. That's fair. Um, before all that, I had a really long relationship, like six years. Uh, I was young. I mean, I guess it counts. I was like 19 till about 25. Oh, yeah, that counts. So it, counts. it counts. To me, when I look back, it was kind of a waste of time. Like, when you're young, I, I don't think you should be in a six-year relationship. Like, fucking experience different mm -hmm. people. I don't know. Live a little bit. Do things. Do other things. Do you have any major takeaways from that long-term relationship? Uh, it might have messed me up, man. I don't know. It might have. I think it put me in a place where I was like, I'm not getting this deep again until I know it's someone worth it type thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why I've shut some people out so quickly. I don't know. Um, also, I see like I've seen friends uh, throughout the years like in terrible relationships. And, like, it just changes them or they act different or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be that shit ever. Mm -hmm. But also, I, I'm, a like, a busy person where it's, like, I'm, like, the drifting thing, when I was doing that, I had no time for any of that. So I think it just never affected me. Like, I didn't care. I was just always into that type of stuff. Like, just every night I'd work, uh, every day I'd work, and then I'd go to the shop at night and, like, work on the car, get it prepared for the weekend. So there wasn't much of a like a social life there, um, but yeah, I'm on the apps and shit now, and that's a <laughs> that's a love hate thing, mostly hate. <laughs> what apps are you using right now? Uh, right now I was on Hinge, I still am, but I got Bumble back, and I think because Hinge was like going stale. Yeah. It seems like the more serious one, and I I like the layout of it and the the, the, the yeah of the app it's it's better but bumble there's just so much more people and get that many more matches but it takes a lot for me to actually meet someone like i probably like i'm not gonna lie a lot of it's just sitting on the can swiping when i'm bored like you know i'm not yeah. too serious about it um if i do think someone's cool like i'll be like all right let's just like go for a beer or whatever like figure something out mm -hmm. um yeah, because you can you can talk to someone for a month on there, and then you meet them and they're totally different. Yeah, like you're not the same as texting uh, in in your text. So I try not to do that. Like sit there messaging them for a month, mm -hmm. just like yeah, okay, I think you're cool. Like I'll give the Instagram a good uh, a good creep because that's a good indication. Yeah, of what kind of person they are. And uh, yeah, then I'll just go meet them, but. It's rare. Mm. Like I did meet one last night. It was very, very chill. Like the person was trying to meet up with me over the weekend, and I kept bailing because I was busy. So I felt bad, and I was coming back from uh, a bike ride late. It was like eleven at night, and 
I knew they were out, so I messaged them like, "Do you just wanna? I, I have two beers in my bag. Do you just wanna like go to the? She lives close to the water, so mm-hmm. let's just go sit on a bench and just oh, yeah. chop it up and like have a beer." So we did that, and it was cool. Like, she thank God looked like her pictures. <laughs> like, that's a big thing, man. That's a huge thing. Um, what do they call that catfishing? Yep. I guess. I mean, not even catfishing. Just people look different, right? In the the angles and the photos. Like some people are photogenic, some people are not. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I think I look like my photos, but mm-hmm. so do probably other people, and they probably don't at all. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Taking photos from like way up here. Yeah, yeah it's an angle thing, man. Over that's, the head. that's proper catfishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you, still be that person. So but I, I the angles ahead. like it's deceitful because then you start catching on. You're like. She keeps taking the yeah. same style of photo. Yeah. There's no other photos like how you learn. You learn. Uh, you learn the signs. I remember just showing friends. I'm like, cause like I didn't know at first. I'm like, is this? You think this? And they'd be like, what? No. Yeah. I'm like, oh really? I yeah. thought she had a cute smile. <laughs> like, no, you idiot. Learn how to look at the pictures. So, mm-hmm. I've been fooled like back back then, like when the dating apps first came out. Mm-hmm. In met. terms of uh, like. When you're on a date, or even before you meet up, like when yeah. you're filtering out who's actually worthy yeah. of meeting, yeah. get, spending time with, are you asking specific questions that kind of tailored to your standards, or you just That's like question. really like open ended, loose questions? Uh, no, just like trying to make conversation about yeah. whatever is on my mind, mm-hmm. and like maybe I can work with something in their profile, like a pictures or something that I'm like okay I can tell they're into this or whatever Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah just there's no no specific questions just Mm -hmm. I can tell like yeah this person's corny as hell or this person's cool yeah Um, but again in person's totally different I find it makes me meet people that I probably wouldn't have even talked to if I seen them in the in like the street like at a bar Mm -hmm. grocery store whatever you know what I mean Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Like that could be good because it like gets you out of your type or your comfort zone or whatever. Mm. And bad just because sometimes it just doesn't work out. You see them and you're like, oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But, you know that's kind of fair though because I don't have much experience in the online dating thing. Mm-hmm. When you guys do, and I hear the stories that you tell me off the record, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, man, that's scary to me because it all depends on how much you as a person individually prioritize dating and relationships, right? Because I mean, you could be, you know, you might want to meet someone, but it might not be a high priority to you. And that's not wrong in any way because mm-hmm. some people really prioritize dating and they really want to find someone. Um, so it's, that's another kind of, that's the granular part of it too. Because say, for instance, rhetoric, I mean, just as, as an example, say if Nate is really like looking for someone to connect with mm-hmm. and settle down with versus you who's like, okay, I really want to meet someone, but it's not that be all end all and like these are obviously just examples but that's kind of like that's probably where a lot of people stand because everyone's starting to realize and become more aware of what's actually really important to them Mm -hmm. and they're not trying to rush a real connection as opposed to like you know get that body count or whatever the kids say you know I I don't know but Mm -hmm. it changes when you get older too right so what are you saying you're saying some people are more serious on it is that what you're trying to say I I think maybe it depends on if you're on it like I'm just trying to even imagine me being on a dating app I personally value like strong connections and relationships I tried to take the player route when I was younger mm-hmm. it just wasn't me mm-hmm. and um, I feel like um, I put even since I was a kid I've put 
the idea of a, a relationship or a connection high on my on my radar yeah. since a kid just I think that's one of my languages my communication languages mm-hmm. or love languages as we say mm-hmm. but like I think everyone's different right because you see in the movies like oh this is the status quo this is what success is married successful or whatever it's like that's not always the case people are starting to realize it's never the some case. people don't have to they can be happy alone <coughs> forever and that's not necessarily a sad thing mm-hmm. so a lot of I, weird stereotypes yeah mm-hmm. um, the other thing like I see a shift in terms of like people using apps to meet people just people in general just like friends not necessarily just relationships, but I think there's st- still the stigma around oh, we met on Bumble, don't tell anybody we met on Bumble, don't tell anybody yeah, we yeah, met on yeah. whatever app it is. And I think that's so corny now because a lot of a lot of the generation is is on these apps mm-hmm. meeting like cool individuals or people that they could see themselves with. Mm-hmm. Why shame that? I well, mean, there's like our older generations that don't really understand the whole concept of like meeting online and stuff but I feel like there's a lot of people making strong connections not necessarily all the time mm-hmm. but the ones that do that it sh- there shouldn't be a stigma attached to it anymore. yeah I mean you gotta respect that like mm-hmm. but I I kind of see the other sides like when I was growing up I had one friend who was on like only one friend who was on plenty of fish yeah yeah just a and, <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was fucking weird, okay? I'm telling yeah. you right now. Like, And uh, I remember like being at his house one day and like he's showing me what it is and we're like swiping through and it was the weirdest fucking people. So yeah. back then, yeah, it wasn't a normal thing. Like, And then when they, fir- when they first came out with like Tinder, I was like, I'm not fucking getting this for like, <laughs> I mean, weird people. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't one of those people and then it's kind of, it's the norm now. So yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. I jokingly say sometimes like, don't tell them we met on Bumble. Yeah, like yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think it's a uh, the, the standard in terms of where you meet now. It's kind of like any like, especially with the oldest COVID shit. Mm. You don't have a lot of options. <laughs> Just I, now we're in stage two, going into stage three, and people are finally socializing again. Yeah. But like for that four months, dude. Like, the fuck were people doing? Yeah. Yeah. I also hope that the apps don't fuck people up. In terms of like being socially, what's the word I'm looking for? Just weird, like, like genuine, like, just not able to approach people, awkward. Uh, yeah. or just like pass. Let like, for example, okay, here I'm gonna go back now further. I remember back in the day, I walked into an HMV and I saw the girl. You remember like there was a desk in the back that you could go to if you wanted to listen to a CD, and she, yeah. the person, opened it for you. So she was that person. And I like brought her three CDs. I was like, I want to. Can I listen to these? Upper Canada Mall. It was at Upper Canada Mall. Yeah, <laughs> she was, she was beautiful. So, uh, I remember just thinking the whole time, like trying to work up the balls, like, how the fuck am I gonna ask this girl? Like, I gotta say something, like, mm-hmm. whatever. So I remember leaving the store, walking like thirty steps, and I was just hating myself. I'm like, you're an idiot, man. You should have said something. Mm-hmm. And I'm young at this point, like mm-hmm. probably like eighteen, nineteen. So I actually went back. I walked right up to her and I, I just said like, look, um, I think this, like try not to be super corny. Like, I don't know, like, I think you're beautiful. Hey, like, you know, they the hear, tones. you know, they hear that shit all the time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like sounded, I guess, genuine, like said what I felt. And I was like, can I just get your number and, you know, maybe call you whatever. 
Uh, it worked out. It worked out yeah. great. Yeah. And I felt like a fucking champion when I left that place. Oh, I yeah. fucking clicked my oh, heels yeah. when I jumped out the front right. door. Yeah, I love that. You put a <laughs> smile on my sprayed. face. Yeah. That's the real shit. That was real. And, uh, yeah, so we ended up hanging out, and it was a thing for a little bit. And, uh, yeah. But awesome. fast forward to, like, today, I don't think I'm that ballsy. I don't no. know. Now it's just, like, I, I let them pass by. I don't know. There's conditioning it's, to it, maybe, because of the app. Yeah, like that's, that's what, what I'm is. thinking. Is it is it because of that shit? It's like it could be, man. I don't know. There's that, and I feel like, um, especially with Instagram, man, you have this like level of confidence, this artificial confidence that for Instagram, like I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it real quick. I'm gonna sound old. All this shit fucked us up. <laughs> all right, yeah. it did. Okay, yeah. like like um. Okay, let's just say like a six or a seven. Mm. Was a six or a seven back then? Yeah. These sixes now are acting like tens just because they have their fake followers or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. And they go out in real life portraying themselves as a fucking ten. Mm. And it's just not working for them. And then I'm just worried about like the longevity of, of this behavior because they're now we're cooking with fire people. We are. Do you, do you just <laughs> thought, I thought of something else now. Do you think so, like, these girls, obviously, they're getting DMs from fucking people and shit. Mm-hmm. And then now, like, do you think that ruined it for the nice guys? Yeah. Yes. A little bit? I mean, yeah. it was already ruined for the nice guys from the get-go. Because <laughs> it's always, like, nice, nice guys yeah, finish last. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I think this is really putting them in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they're, yeah. they're so quick to just fuck off type thing, you know? And then now a normal guy comes along to, like, say hi to you and you're just you're too tired of the dumbasses or yeah. like it, yeah because it goes know. back to psychology too like if you go like really get like technical with it that hierarchy of needs diagram it's like people want security based on what they see in the media what they see in societal constructs what they hear from their family so that's what they think that they they know they think they know what they want but um, I think there's like a norm so like the typical man who's like a certain you know fit, has a certain physical appearance and a certain sense of security or a job because they think about life but then there's always that time where <clears throat> you meet like a fun guy or fun dude that's a nice guy or maybe even like a bad boy or whatever but they don't take him seriously in terms of longevity because mm-hmm. they know that they're you know they're probably going to be courted and then have that security fall back, which mm. sounds weird, and I'm speaking just from my thoughts and experience, but I don't know. It could be a topic too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's there's substance, which is always attractive both to men and women, because substance is a very attractive quality. And when I say substance, it means like definitely not status quo. When you have a certain charisma to you, where it's you're mm-hmm. not obnoxious, where something just very interesting, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Inspiring and artistic, but but you gotta not take the time. That. You gotta take the time to actually you know talk to someone to figure that shit out yeah very true because people can pose right but that that's what i was asking earlier in terms of the quality of questions you're asking because Mm -hmm. you'd be able if you have a question like something along the lines of something to do with family or Uh something in terms of their upbringing and you get an answer (laughs) that's important too no but like let's let's instead of all the small talk bullshit because i think a lot of people are just sick of that now Mm. We're talking about substance, and I think in terms of the climate right now, a lot of people are craving substance mm-hmm. over all this 
stupid shit that's been happening in the past few years in terms of body count or like clout, whatever the fuck it is. So it's like, if you if you have um, let's say ten things you're looking for in that significant other, and you don't want to waste like if you're talking to X amount of individuals of just small talk, like, hey, how are you? What are you mm-hmm. up to? And trying to figure them out that way, like a detective. Mm-hmm. When you can just be nice and direct, be like, hey, how's it going? Um, can I ask you a question. What do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Or just ask, uh, getting their opinion on something that, you know, you feel a way or, or it's in within your moral compass. And if they give you like a valid answer, be like, oh, well, I'm going to pursue that. Because like, if it's not within your realm of mm-hmm. like what your your belief system is, mm-hmm. or, like how, how do you expect that to really... Growth. So you mean like a screening process? Almost. Somewhat, yeah. yeah. Sometimes opposites attract. I don't of know. Of course, of course. Yeah, I agree with that too. That's a fucking such a gray area. That's why, like, I'll, like but talking there's certain about this things, whole, like yeah. foundational things that are like like core beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking. About. Like you were saying, family, like stuff yeah, like, like I don't like. I'm I'm the most open book when it comes to like any type of uh, woman. Like mm-hmm. I always find beauty in something. Yeah, yeah, right for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's like certain things it's like hey do you do drugs mm. they hit me like yeah I'm like oh <laughs> you know like certain things like that i know not, i know i don't want to judge people like but yeah there it's are it's not those. even judging though it's like i can still i can still fuck with that person yeah but i know like in terms of me putting my time into that person i don't think it's really fruitful it's not a fair trade yeah. for no. you, i mean yeah also and there's well i think going back to judging it's like that is kind of judging i think but it's not bad not all judging is bad it's just passing judgment on a move is actually critical sometimes but passing judgment on a person is also critical sometimes but when people say there's a connotation of oh that person's judgmental there's like a general idea of what that person's like they're just um not very empathetic or or whatever but i think for for that that's actually going to be contributing to your life too if if it works out so i think you do have to kind of pass judgment on that right yeah, yeah. like an, if you're not into it you're not into it what the fuck yeah can't it's like, like standard everything. right yeah yeah that's what i'm i'm trying to get at is like we as men or women have to have a standard i think that will cut a lot of the bullshit in terms of what we're looking for because we keep on settling for certain things and we know like in the back of our minds and eh, well, let's see where this goes whatever mm. if you don't have that standard that you believe like hey this is me this is what I want mm-hmm. I'm a fucking catch mm-hmm. if yeah. you think that or you don't like let's let's figure all this shit out instead of playing and beating around the bush and like meeting up not really knowing who the fuck these people are right mm-hmm. it's time it's valuable but yeah. as a caveat to that it's kind of like there's there should be room for a little bit of bending, of if it's mm. the if the if the juice is worth the squeeze, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, because if you if you have this checklist, which a lot of people start out with, mm-hmm. you know, like deal breakers and whatnot, yep. but then there could be things like Tone said, opposites attract, and sometimes these opposites are like you have to really think and have a dialogue with yourself and your, you know, your emotional self to be like, fuck, like, is it worth it? I really like like this person, mm-hmm. and then sometimes that's when you get like the real connections and it turns into that worthwhile work rather than like everything's so easy and seamless it's like that's not gonna last for long it's not supposed to be that way Mm -hmm. you just reminded me of a story uh that pertains to this so i think it's 
like you were saying to be more flexible you know go after some things maybe that are not on your checklist or whatever or at least give it a chance type thing yeah so i went out with this girl like last week and we're sitting at the park and uh the, there's a couple next to us eating like lunch in the park on the on the grass and day date yeah nice. i did a day date i yeah, like yeah. that yeah that's um, cool too. so she was with her dog and the dog was walking over and like getting in the people's way while they're eating like right up to them like from me to you apart and i'm like yo aren't you gonna like get your dog yo like what the fuck like i was raised you know that's fucked up if that dog came up to me and i'm eating i'm like yo lady come get your dog like what the fuck so i didn't want to make a thing of it but i was like yo aren't you gonna and she goes does that she called me out she's like that you're you're afraid what people think or like i'm like no, but, and I gave her exactly what I just said to you. Yeah. I'm like, if it was me, that would bother the shit. I mean, she's like, yeah, I don't, honestly, I just don't, I don't really care. She's like, I get it. And she went and got the dog. And I was like, in a weird way, I liked it. I was like, yeah, because now, she, you remember earlier how I was saying maybe I, I was like yeah. afraid what people think if I went to yeah, the bar yeah. drink alone? Well, maybe if I was with someone like that, you know. Exactly. The yin yeah, and exactly. the yang. That's yeah. a beautiful part of it. And this is speaking from true experience, people listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is the real, it was this a, is the minutia of it, what really makes shit work. It was a moment where I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't give a fuck with it, but also, yeah. But, and, and it also kind of opens the door for the idea that maybe this person can teach me a couple of things. Whether exactly. That's what I'm saying. Not, that's what I'm saying. And that's like the willingness to grow. That shows maturity. Yes. That shows actual real strength. It's the enrichment yeah. of each other's lives. Yeah, like, you need Everybody that. just took everything at face value. What kind of relationship is that? You have yeah. to have that dynamic of I'm teaching you things, you teaching them things. Yeah, yeah, it creates more of a balance, and I think that's what sustains relationships nowadays mm-hmm. more than ever, as opposed to like the old school where it's like the length of a relationship determines the success of a relationship. Now it's more uh, of the quality. quality. I think right. you know people are evolving with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, this is fire episode, by the way. I'm just <laughs> gonna say that. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, man. Yeah, real, yeah. we've been talking cool. about this for a couple months now. Yeah, totally. But it, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, I I hear a lot of stories from you guys about the online dating thing, and it, obviously I have no plans to to do any of that. But I, I think about it, and I'm like, <laughs> I hope not. No, I definitely not. My, you guys know I'm I'm deep in it. But I hear these stories, and I'm like, man, that's terrifying because it's hard to be genuine. I mean, it it's kind of relative. It's either hard or easy, but when you're kind of being vulnerable you're putting yourself out there in like your most um, deep parts right yeah. yeah you can't it's not just like for for um, display or whatever you can't just put it out there all the time on a positive note of about the uh, the dating apps <laughs> I actually met one of my best friends off there what and that's yeah. that's dope too all right so kind of that out. I went out with this person we had a good time and uh, we went out like three times and then slowly I think we just both realized we're better off as friends yeah and that's that was almost five years ago and now we're like I would say it's my best girlfriend yeah yeah. and was there any sexual tension or sexual exploration I mean oh, that, yeah, you don't yeah. have to answer that but no like, in the beginning we smashed I don't oh, okay yeah, yeah but then you realize like the connection wise <laughs> it was like uh yeah it just like it was more as a friends thing I think mm-hmm. and like seeing so, you know, I'm not like to me that was a weird area because growing up I was stubborn when I was young and I'm like 
guys and girls can't be friends can't yeah. be just friends that yeah. was in my mind and because uh, it, it just got proven to me so many times through friends through uh, you know where it's like oh no we're just friends and then all of a sudden oh shit they're banging like you know what I mean like yeah. or one of them catches feelings and that might just be a young thing maybe when you're older and mature that doesn't happen I don't know but uh, yeah like we don't we hang out now and it's just like it's all jokes it's all funny it's good times and I don't think that ever crosses the mind ever really yeah. and you know that's actually interesting and amazing that you can say that because I feel like a lot of people would dispute that um, I used to come from the school of thought before where I'm like yeah I don't believe in that but maybe that was those were my own insecurities mm. that I was projecting in the conversation mm-hmm. but it's like yeah interesting I mean who knows and I say who knows because it's like I don't fully know the answer to that and it's relative yep. you know like that's that won't be a proven fact through science because everyone's experience is different exactly. yeah. there's yeah. certain things that you can prove but that you'll spin your wheels forever on really coming up with a consensus but no that's a good point man because when you can like really put your own ego aside and get out of your own way sometimes and then you can admit to certain things and Mm-hmm. you know go back on something you said before that that's real growth too mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. especially like even just having a day like that of somebody like giving you a different perspective to propel you to be a better like just a holistic person that thinks on both sides of the spectrum of something as simple as that mm. that's like pretty powerful shit so like yeah. imagine having somebody like that in your life that you spend like every day with that it's fucking amazing people have that so yeah yeah i think uh going back to your point of like a long-term relationship mm-hmm. um and like getting out of that and that kind of ruining your um where you landed in terms of like relationships or where you're currently at i think mm-hmm. i went through something similar with my long-term uh um relationship because when i got out of it i was just like numb like mm-hmm. i my emotions were just like shot like i did not feel anything to any type of woman i was around isn't it weird how that shit can fuck you up like is love is a a bad drug man i don't know i haven't experienced the good love yet i've only experienced the maybe it's not love maybe that was uh what's the other word lust Uh, lust you think that yeah i don't know love is a weird thing because it has so many different definitions and areas so it's like I don't even at know if love core, can be defined. At the core but. of everything, mm. there's love and fear. Everything yeah. else was uh, everything else is around those two. That's true. We base as humans, we base our decisions either on fear or love. Mm-hmm. Like at the core of it, like you yeah. said, like if you're making a decision out of love, a lot of the times I feel like your tone, you're the type of guy that would that's used to making decisions based on both, but like out of love, like travel, just taking a chance because you trust the process. Hmm. it doesn't have to be an entire plan but like when you're traveling there's a lot of the unknowns but you're not doing that out of fear because if you're doing that out of fear you wouldn't even go yeah that's I mean I don't plan a single thing anytime I travel Mm -hmm. and just because I'm that type of person even like even dates I have a hard time planning I'm like let's just see what happens that day like maybe we'll feel something else I don't know I hate planning shit Mm -hmm. same with like the camping trip like whatever but um fuck I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say No, but it's just like being going and doing things on a whim because of your love of what could happen. Oh. Your love of the idea of something being open. And openness is love, too, because it's mm-hmm. like, 
Um, there's you're not saving much room for fear or the what ifs the that elephant in the room of like shit this could happen yeah the fear is always there and you just gotta ignore it like that's you'll be thankful that you did it in the end like mm-hmm. yeah just ignore the fear that it's translates... gonna be there all the time to everything yeah well, I think life. that idea kind of translates into relationships sometimes right because yeah. especially if you get numb so Nate if you're you're saying you were numb mm-hmm. because you were hurt and it was like a you know that shit does hurt because i've experienced a long-term relationship where it rocks your world because you're so used to being with someone you're so used to doing certain things that's like your life for the past how long however long and uh it's like well you in a a carrot just getting ripped from the ground you know (laughs) you're you're a plant-based human being you just get uprooted carrot scream man you know sherrick is carrick that that makes no that's stupid we gotta cut that out no, but like, <laughs> I think when you say you're numb because you you built up like a force field, like you kind of built up like a hardcore shield mm-hmm. out of survival, out mm-hmm. of defense, because mm-hmm. you maybe you're a selective person. Obviously, this is just kind of a rhetorical um, example, but you could be a type of person that you hold a high guard and you don't just kind of um, frivolously dish out your love, mm-hmm. right? You're selective in your circle, mm-hmm. and then if once you like put yourself out there to a certain person and they break that trust or you're hurt from time and whatever that shit will fuck people up mm-hmm. but then yeah I don't know I mean it's all about yeah it's all about like finding yourself again and um like freshly at like after that shit happened me find like it was it was going into like the solitude of, of learning who I was and getting back to like my own person again so like you're rediscovering yourself at the same time you're conscious about like I'm not gonna get like, I'm not gonna fall down that fucking hole of love and all that shit again because mm-hmm. I don't want that right now. I, I need to focus on myself, my purpose. So I'm going to avoid that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it fucks with you because you're still. I was. It's still like this thing where like I'm an empath. I show affection. I, I'm I'm a giver. So like, there's all these things that I wanted to that I shut off. Mm-hmm that I purposely like I purposely did and mm-hmm. I think like over time it just deteriorates like who you are and your character just mm-hmm. it's not healthy that's the fear right and yeah. that's the fear that blocks more of the, the open path of what should be occupied by love yeah so it's like those are the things that are very human and like when you go through that but if you kind of look at it in a way that um this is not like an answer or an antidote I mean it's more of like a kind of just an insight but if you can experience that type of hurt which you know some people do and then you you can be okay over time that just sets you up for success after because it kind of you're gaining that experience it's like breaking a bone in your body or getting that experience mm. fuck that hurt hardcore mm. didn't plan to do that it was worth it i mean it doesn't seem like that when it's fresh but after a while when you find something even better you find that better experience that better rush that better relationship mm-hmm. that better connection it's like holy shit I'm glad that happened mm. and then you start to like get rid of all your resentment all of like the blame because you're clearing more space for that loving feeling as a, and you're kind of shutting out that fear again mm-hmm. which is like it's a weird full circle type of thing yeah absolutely but yeah so like I think that when we talk about childhood trauma right I think yeah. there's also like relationship trauma you can call it baggage or whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that translates into like what we're expecting now so I think there's like an element of fear that's still in our way in terms of 
going all in on on somebody that we don't know is the one or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. So um, yeah, that was that was something that resonated when you were talking about like how your long term kind of fucked up, like your dating dating angle or whatever it was. Mm. But it's a guard, you know. It puts it puts a thicker skin on you, which I think is a very human thing. I don't think it's a wrong thing to do, but as long as when there comes a point where you can acknowledge what's going on and then once you kind of acknowledge that and you kind of accept that reality you can kind of say all right well there's work to do there's always work to do where do i want to even because it's yourself right like you can you can keep that guard up but you have to know the repercussions you can put yourself out there but you have to know the repercussions Mm -hmm. but like That's pretty much all I had about that. Yeah, Doctor Phil episode, man. Yeah, it's got me thinking now. Shit, that's... what I'm gonna do from here on forward? Hey, that's what it's about, man. Different perspectives, different thought, inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good, man. Like, uh, we're, we're happy to finally get tone on because I know we've been talking about talking it for a on. while. Yeah, I like and talking to you guys, man. I don't think it'll be the the last time at all because I think we're gonna, where we're, you know, back from COVID. Hey. None of us had COVID, but I mean, hey, we're back from the COVID ages. Of. Actually, you got tested. I got tested. Yeah. yeah, I got that Q-tip right in the brain. Right in the brain. They, they planted the COVID in the brain, so they're just waiting to flick that on. Yeah, there's like, a, what do they call that, plandemic? <laughs> the plandemic. What'd they do? They put a chip in your brain? I think so, yeah. Every time I sneeze, I hear like a weird ringing and a buzzing. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Oh, fuck. No, you might get a call one day. Sometimes I'll do hey, the Hey, you're robot. positive. Oh, we fucked up the test. You're positive now, so... You yeah. think they would do that? Like, is that Come like get real? You think they would actually plant the COVID in people's noses and then stick in their noses? Like, Jesus there's like cross. I don't know if I go. Who that knows? Right? Conspiracy. <laughs> there are conspiracy theorists out there that I, I'm gonna put my, you know, my Presto card down on it that I don't. Uh, and there's sixteen dollars on my Presto card. Sixteen dollars. Shit, man, that's currency right there. And I'll put that currency down. It's hard currency. Saying that I don't know if they planted a virus in me. Don't we don't know yet. I'm not Will Smith. And yo, memes. this is a message for everyone. Stop getting your news from memes. God damn Truth. It. That's what we're saying. The Jesus last episode we had was on Christ. cancel culture. Okay, so. hang on. I got a question to counter that, though. Oh. Where should people be getting their news from? Right now, nowhere. Yo. <laughs> nowhere. Just go see it for yourself. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't trust a goddamn thing. Let I don't me drop know. that Denzel Washington quote. <laughs> <Here we go>. <laughs> <laughs> if you wa- If you don't watch the news... You're uninformed. Yeah. If you watch the news, you're misinformed. So either way, you're kind of fucked. You're not kind of fucked. Just use both and create your own truth from that. So you I, can I think do- it's where we live too, like the western side of the world versus anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. if you go, they don't. They're not seeing the same shit on their TV. Of course not. Very like, very true. Of course not. I went to Japan. Oh, I didn't even. Fucking, oh, that was fucking that was one of my. Mo- about, by yeah. the way, wow. I've been to a bunch of other places too. I forgot when I get guy. put on the spot, I can't Episode answer two. questions, man. Just but just, I'll just quickly say this: um, everything's fucking happy over there. Like, oh, yeah. there's no depressing news media. Like, there's none of that shit. The posters are all like happy, like signs, whatever, saying like go this way. Right? It's all happy shit. They like to keep their people uh, in good spirits. What about know. the suicide forest? Okay, yeah, and then you well, got people jumping. <laughs> so there's, then you got people jumping in front of the trains and shit too. Well, that's like also cultural too, right? It goes is. back from a long time ago, from like the samurai age too. About angles, baby. Yeah. But it, it's like South Korea, very similar to Japan. Mm. 
in the sense where I mean, obviously, some people might get offended when I say it's very similar, but there's certain <laughs> fucking rockets <laughs> heading right towards. God, Dundee. yeah, no, I spent a year in South Korea, fucking, and I'm what making really, a meme about that. Yeah, hell yeah. No, what really made me skeptical skeptical about news and media um, was when I was in South Korea, and my American friends and some Canadian friends were saying like, "This is obviously when Trump was newly president," and you know, him and Kim Jong Un or whatever were beefing through the news. And he was about to launch some rockets or some shit like that. And we were there, and it was on our radar, but, like, we are kind of like, okay, we'll just keep our ears peeled. And then um, some of my American friends were, like, messaging me one day, like, oh, my God, are you okay? Just checking to see if you're all right. We hear the news, and we're like, what news? Yeah. And they're like, apparently, like, Trump is, like, going to war, and, like, there's, there's like, a war building over there. And we're like, so I, I messaged Jenna, who was, like, working as a teacher there, and mm. she asked all of her colleagues and they're like honestly like it's a little bit unusual but we're all just hanging out because we're you know we've grown like we've lived with this for the past 50 to 60 years yeah. and no like it's not all over the media it's just different not yeah. a goddamn thing they probably it's not saw. sensationalized as much right they just and yeah, i don't know so that made me really question a lot of things and then the scare tactics did work because we we worked with um another american guy that was there and his family was so scared that they they pretty much forced him to come home they were like like we're scared for you like we want you to come home we'll pay for your flight everything so he did what was called a midnight run which is a lot of teachers do this like if they're not feeling it they're not feeling they'll break their contract and they'll just dip out at the, in the middle of the night and not show up to work the next day holy so shit so they call that the midnight run and he did the midnight run so did holy a couple shit. other people but um yeah he was freaking out and at one point I did I'm not gonna lie I was like okay should I be concerned but I looked into it I was like you know we're here, you know, let's just enjoy it. I don't want to yeah. be, you know, scared out of the country, out of this experience. So, just be present. It's just different. You can't man. control shit like that, man. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. But um, That's why they're more chill, man. They don't have all this fucking fear mongering and shit going on, like, exactly. in these places. It is, know. man. It can easily get to us because we're surrounded by it, right? And then all the people around us, and there's a lot of, you know, we fall into wormholes on YouTube or news, yeah. you know, like different sources, and we like to burrow ourselves into. All these things, which is so natural because we want information, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, it depends on the person too, I guess. But it's I can't you can't trust the media. That's for sure. I think the world's starting to really see that now. Mm-hmm. Really, like really, really. But you know, I don't know. Fuck. Yo, I I gotta take a piss. Can yeah. I, can I just go take? A piss? No, we can. I think we're. I think we're okay. good, man. That was uh, that was good. Yeah. We can we can yeah. wrap this up. Um, you have any shoutouts, plugs? Little where where like where can the people find you? Where can the good people find you? If you want to be found, if not, don't even say it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck's gonna like? What are they gonna find me for? You might be an know. eligible bachelor at this point. Oh, for something like that. All right, fucking swipe <laughs> as hard as you can until you find me. I guess. Swipe no. till you break a nail. Should I throw my Instagram out there? It's, it's I, entirely up to you. If you don't, don't want to, no worries. We might. If you want, we can tag you. Tone tone bags the Instagram. Tone bag. Two G's. Jeez. O-double-G. We'll toss him in the show notes. Yes, sure. Yes, sir. Sure. And we'll probably have uh, this fine young man back on the show at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we always have shit to talk about. Oh, I yeah. Find. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, but... And beer helps. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because I'm usually a shy motherfucker. Like, That's why I told him to do a beer run. Yeah, yeah. Open, I'm quiet. I like, to obs- I like to observe, like, yeah. see my audience, and then, like, I'll toss in some... Some jabs when yeah. I know what's up. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah. Dope, man. it's a good flow, man. No, you're a natural. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Good. Right. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks. Thank you, Thanks, sir. guys. Appreciate it. All right. All righty, friends, comrades, pals. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you dig the content and want to stay in tune with what we've got going on in our personal and very private lives, tough luck. Just kidding. You can certainly follow us on our Instagram page. The handle is at bntr.cast. Or don't. Do what you want. It's your life. Just saying. If you have a topic in mind or want to be a guest on the show, you know, come hang out, chop it up, jump out of a cake. Shoot us a message at hello at createbanter.com. So thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.